0: Locked on Utes is back, but are Utah's days in the Pac-12 numbered? You are locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Utes. I want to thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. Once again, we're going to be coming at you Monday through Friday, getting going for what's going to be an exciting time with football season just around the corner. I want to take a second and thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Terms and conditions. Apply. But hello, everyone. My name is JT Wistersill, and I'm excited to be your new host of Locked On Utes. I spent the last three years going to the U as well as being a member of their athletic department. I was a student intern inside the athletic communications department. So, helping out at a variety of sports football, men's and women's basketball, golf, softball, all kinds of things wherever I was needed, baseball as well. Covering some team, writing some stuff for the websites, helping out writing feature put. Play- feature stories on players as well. So a lot of things I got to do during my time with the athletic department that I'm extremely thankful for. And now I'm excited to take what I know, my education from the U and present it to you guys and covering this team. And there's a lot to talk about when it comes to this team as well, especially the future, which is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about that big news that is USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. We're going to talk about what that means for Utah first, what Utah's options could be in our second segment. And then we're going to wrap things up by talking about what I think the best course of action is for the Utes. But as I mentioned, we're going to start it off by talking about just the news. So June 30th, everyone's chilling. You know, it's pretty much a dead period of news. This is around the time when I started to kind of come aboard to the Locked On Podcast Network. So I'm trying to plan out what I'm going to talk about as I start gearing up to get going for this show, and then all of a sudden, the absolute news, just incredible bomb drops that the Utes are, excuse me, not the Utes, that UCLA and USC are going to be leaving the Pac-12 starting in 2024 and joining the Big Ten in what is the latest news in what is an ever-changing college landscape, driven, of course, by football. And all these decisions are, of course, driven by money. The Big Ten brand is as big as it's ever been. The Big Ten network is a huge thing as well versus, as we know, the Pac-12 network has struggled a little bit because of some decisions made in the past. And as negotiations begin and what's going to be a new media rights deal that should lead to Unprecedented money for all these schools and at TV networks as well. I think UCLA and USC saw an opportunity to jump ship from a struggling Pac 12 conference that hasn't gotten a lot of big games. And I think, frankly, you can also put some of that blame on the past performances of teams like USC and UCLA. They were the two teams invited into the Big Ten because they are, of course, the biggest brands from the conference, but by no means have they played up to that standard the past 10 years. And I think they're definitely at fault for some of the reasons the Pac-12 has struggled to bring in national viewers because the two national brands, for a lot of reasons, or at least the most well-known, look, Oregon, we know they're a big brand. Washington's another one. And of course, Utah, We're watching them kind of in the making right now, coming off that Rose Bowl season last year, turn into what could, we hope to be a national powerhouse. I mean, we're going to talk about it in future episodes, how this team has legitimate college football aspirations, but they haven't made it there yet. And as we know, people don't respect Pac-12 schools right now because there hasn't been a team in the college football playoff from the Pac-12 since Washington made it in, I believe, 2017. So these two big name schools in USC and UCLA haven't even made it and now they're going to be going over to big 10, but that's because of the name draw that comes with those two California schools. When you think about the likes of Reggie Bush, uh, Troy Aikman as well, just one name from each of those schools, but the power in cache, They carry both USC is probably a top five program all time, I would say. And then if you're looking at a UCLA, I mean, brand wise, everyone recognized the neck recognizes the Bruins colors, of course, but football wise, I don't know if they're that high, but still well-known. We mentioned some of the players and how about, I mean, let's step away from football for a second. I mean, basketball, you get guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that went there. Of course, Russell Westbrook and Kevin love to name some more recent ones as well. But Either way, the name carries so much weight of those two schools, and that's why they're invited to come into the Big Ten and what's going to need a name change because I believe after this it's going to be 18 teams. It is 16 at the moment. I don't have that – number in front of me. But either way, the conference name will be very much outdated at Big Ten. And we'll see. You know, It used to be the Pac-10, of course. The the Pac-12 used to be called. So we're going to talk about in a little bit if that's going to go back to the Pac-10 or if the Pac-12 is even going to be a thing going forward. That's kind of the scary thing as well. So we talked about Those ratings, of course, that have hurt the Pac-12 in the past, and that's what's going to hopefully lead to a boost for USC and UCLA, or at least their fans and their athletic administration, hope for by going over and joining to the Big Ten that they'll get a brand boost and take advantage of what's going to be a lot of money as the Big Ten is a bigger draw nationally than the Pac-12 right now. so. What does this mean for Utah? Well, that's a complicated question as everyone is still searching for answers, even a full, even after more than two, I think we're at three weeks now since this news first dropped. So it's still ever changing and no one has the answers. You know, a while ago, everyone was talking about how this team was definitely going to the Big 12. But whenever rumors strike hot like that and then kind of go dormant, I always wonder if that's really going to happen, especially like things like that. I mean, let's take an NBA example for a second. Whenever there's a big trade that's being discussed, people report. A lot of times it doesn't come together when that stuff starts to leak out. And then later on, we learn about why the trade fell apart or didn't necessarily work but usually if the biggest ones kind of blindside and come out of nowhere, for example, USC and UCLA joining the big 10 came out of nowhere with no one talking about that, even though the schools have been talking about it for a little bit, and then they s- submitted their applications and that's when kind of everything, all the rumors started to come out and a couple of people started to report, Hey, this is the thing they're trying to go there. And then the very next day, I mean, Thursday it was announced and I think it was Wednesday. It might've even been Thursday, the day of that we started to see a couple of the rumors pop up, but then it all became official and still take Getting used to when you see that UCLA and USC images pop up that feature those Big Ten logos now, which is definitely a strange sight. But getting this back to Utah, so like I mentioned, I just I don't know how we'll see what happens with the Big Twelve and the other conferences as well. I mean, they were used pack the Pac twelve used to be in the alliance with the Big Ten and the ACC. Obviously, that alliance was kind of like the alliance that Julius Caesar had with his council when they stabbed him in the back in the end, because obviously that word didn't carry a lot. If the whole reason that alliance was formed was so that these teams wouldn't take schools from each other. And when the opportunity was presented to the big 10 to do just that, that's exactly what they did. So, but the relationship between the PAC 12 and ACC could still be good. Um, so that's an option as well. So that's the big thing. It's basically, what does Utah want to do? Do they want to go and join another conference? Do they want to stay in their current conference and ride it out? We don't know what the PAC-12 is going to do. Is the PAC-12 going to add some teams? Is it just going to become the PAC-10 again? And they're the ones that, um, as reports are, that uh, George Goloft the commissioner of the PAC-12 has kind of started to negotiate these TV deals to get it going and try to raise the value a little bit. But obviously when you're ranking the brands as we've kind of talked about here now is you're there's not a lot of pack 10 right now it's pack 10 without the UCLA without UCLA and USC there's not a lot of schools that carry that national cachet that are going to lead to that being as attractive versus to, we saw how much ESPN dished out for the SEC media rights not long ago stealing that from CBS and then when you're talking about national powerhouses you talk about um, teams like Ohio State and Clemson and And then the hot up-and-coming brand, of course, from the Pac-12, UCLA. Excuse me, USC. UCLA is getting better, but they're not the hot name that USC is, of course, with Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, all those guys coming over there. So it's a very – very different thing. And it's going to be interesting to see what this kind of means for Utah as they got a couple different options and their future is no longer set like it seemed to be in what is a constantly changing college landscape with NIL and all the new things that are coming in here. I think things like NIL can be a great, I think they are a great thing, honestly. I think they're a great thing. They're coming in and some of the conference realignment stuff, I'm not as much a fan of. So it's a give and a take kind of thing in terms of those two things, but Coming up in just a moment, we're going to talk about what, dive into what those options are a little bit more for Utah. But first, want to take a second to thank LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Personally, I've used LinkedIn a few times. It's I've always had great success with LinkedIn. Love reaching out, making those kind of connections. It's something that helped me is in networking, kind of meeting different people in the field I'm trying to go into, which is sports broadcasting, as I'm talking to you here about it. So LinkedIn has been a huge thing for me, connecting with old friends as well, kind of keeping track of their jobs, seeing the success that they're able to have is something I enjoy, as well as making those work connections that I think we all hope in each of our LinkedIn cases can lead us to taking the next step and doing the things we want to do. So create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate, num- rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for a free for free at linkedin.com slash College. That's linkedin.com slash college. Slash, lo- excuse me, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Apologies to LinkedIn, this, this is my first episode for that ad read, but always appreciate the sponsor from the great people at LinkedIn. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, locked on gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on locked on NFL wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So, with that out of the way, let's get back in to Utah and let's just talk about those options. And as we talked about a little bit, the hot one amongst fans at least has been talking about the Big 12. Big 12 is also in a change as they're bringing in four new schools, one of them of course being everyone's favorite, BYU. Our Rivals from Provo, not far at all in terms of driving distance. So the Big 12 making a change with commissioner as well. Bob Bullsby did a great job in the conference for years. He's stepping down now with Brett Yormark stepping in, and we'll see what Brett Yormark wants to do. He's combating the same thing. He Bob Bullsby, but he Brett Yormark was still – part of this and watched it unfold a year ago when the first big conference realignment news happened. Texas and Oklahoma, a move that in my opinion laid the groundwork and framework for then UCLA and USC to leave their conference. So Texas, Oklahoma leaving for the SEC an opportunity to make more money. Of course, the SEC is the biggest brand in college football and the second biggest is the Big Ten. So that's why you see UCLA. LA and USC, as I stumble over my words, making that change and going over to that conference. So going to the Big 12, what do I think about it? Um, I think the biggest thing that appeals to me personally With that is, I think it's fun to have BYU in the conference again. It's something that's always fun to play them. I mean, as someone who my first ever BYU-Utah game in person was this past season where I was down there at Provo and watched us lose to them, it's kind of one of those things where, all right, your rival got you this year and can't wait to see you next year and try to get back at you. And of course it's not going to happen because Utah's not scheduled to play BYU until at least 2024. And that may even change. I mean, we don't even know we've talked about all this right now. We don't even know what the college football landscape is going to look like come 2024, except for UCLA and USC being in the big 10, but for Utah coming over, joining the big 12, I, think it could help make the conference even stronger in terms of the Big 12. I think it'd be fun to get some of those rivalries. We talked about the BYU one. I mean, I'd love to see Utah play Cincinnati in football every year. Talk about two outstanding coaches and Kyle Whittingham and Luke Fickle as well. And we get teams like Baylor that I think are on the come up. So I do think that would be a fun one as well. And what is a changing college landscape, but personally, it's not my favorite one. And Let's get to the one that I personally hope happens, although I'll say this. I think if you're going over to the Big 12, if what the department is prioritizing is that – or I should say what the university – I mean, this, go, this is a president's decision, so I shouldn't have said department. What the presidents want to do, if this is what the Utah f- wants to do, is their biggest thing is they want to make the most money, that's probably going over to the Big 12 and pairing with some of those teams because even down in Big 12 country f- – just football is even a bigger deal than it is in the Pac-12. And in the world of college sports, as we talked about, football is the driving moneymaker. We know there are tons of passionate college football fans in the Pac-12, but when you equate those to the numbers in the Big 12, it still trails the Big 12 by a little bit. So I think it makes sense in terms of a moneymaker combining with them as I think the Big 12 will do well viewership wise and whatever their plans are for future contract talks with television rights. But next option. So number two, there's Number two of three options, what I think that Utah could do. This is the one, personally, I think this this is what we'll talk about. I don't want to give away my final topic right here. We'll talk about in a little bit what I think Utah should do. But the second option is to stay in the Pac 12 or could just become the Pac 10. I think if it's a Pac 12, I'm looking at schools like Boise and San Diego State, I think are two obvious ones that the that Utah may look to to try to bring in in order to keep it at 12. But the conference has done well before with just 10, and personally I feel like that's what they're going to stay at. So that's the option stay in the Pac-10. And if you're Utah, look at it like this. The biggest up-and-comer to your crown as you are the reigning Pac-12 champs was USC, and they're about to leave. So for Utah, they could, as they're trying to get and build what's a national brand. It's a great start to do that, of course, by winning the Pac-12 year in and year out and then going to that college football. And if you are a Power 5 team and you lose just one game that's not the conference championship game, so let's say early on in the season, I even think you can have a slip-up versus an Oregon State. And as long as you win your conference, you still are fine in terms of postseason aspirations. I think that's something that Utah could definitely do by staying in the Pac-10. I think that would be a big thing for the Utes as well. I think there's still some fun rivalries in here. I think what Dan Lanning is building in Oregon is really exciting. And I think that's gonna be a fun rivalry to come. We'll see, I think Arizona's another school that could get better in the next few years. I think Fisher's Coach Fisher's doing a great job down there. And there's a couple other programs a little bit in lingo right now, like ASU and Washington. But I think when those schools can get right and get clicking again, I think there are other ones that could be good threats. So there are still some really good teams in the Pac-10 that have potential. They just need the right situations to kind of work out. And as I said, thankfully for Utah right now, I mean, this Utah team's coming into the season with expectations higher than they've ever been before, and rightfully so. So they could kind of start to build their brand and continue to dominate in the conference. And I think they're really well set up to do that with the coaching have in place, even after Coach Whittingham eventually retires, which is always going to be a topic surrounding this Utah team. Each season, no matter how many times he denies it, fans and media outright are going to speculate what the future kind of holds for him. But staying in the Pac-10 is definitely an option for this Utah team, and we'll see how the negotiations go. If they are kind of able to raise their money, Um, of course, Commissioner Karlovskis doesn't really come from a traditional school background, more of a business background. So this is what he was brought in for to kind of – do outdo or or undo, excuse me, undo the wrongdoings of Larry Scott and kind of the mistakes and transgressions that happened under him that led in part to the PAC 12 being devalued as it is now. And like I said, I think some of that is definitely on some of the schools that haven't pulled their weight being the two that just bounced USC and UCLA, especially on the gridiron. So third and final option for Utah to me, it's still working with the ACC. The Alliance is something I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. So so this could be something that is not even on the table from anyone. Maybe that Alliance is completely dead, but there are a lot of really good and fun teams in the ACC. And with the big 12 kind of upping and adding the four schools um, in Cincinnati, UCF, you, um, BYU and Houston, kind of bringing those schools in, then maybe Utah would look and just go, well, why don't we just, as these other kind of teams look and make super conferences of their own, why don't we go and make the, why don't we work with the ACC and make a super conference before the Big Ten and the SEC true and outright become super conferences? Because that's something I think is definitely an option for the future of college football is there's a lot of people saying there's just going to be two super conferences one day, which could very well be the case. It's something I'm interested to kind of see how that unfolds. But I think the joining the ACC makes a lot of sense. And there's one huge fish that, especially for my point about the Pac-12 and the ACC comes into play. And that is, of course, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the biggest brand by far that is not aligned with the conference in the past. That's been because of, it's actually just football and basketball and every other sport they're in the ACC. But for football, it's such a massive brand and commodity that they have that deal exclusive deal with NBC that they haven't really been in a conference. They've just played a couple of ACC schools. They played USC in the past. So they've kind of played a couple schools around um, Notre Dame's actually even going to play BYU this year, for example. So they've done a few different things talking about that. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see whoever does get Notre Dame. I think if the ACC and Pax and and Utah kind of teamed up, then you get – and then bring in like a Notre Dame, I think that would be a huge thing for the Utes as well. So I think joining joining up with the ACC and kind of helping build – try to catch up a little bit. Like if you're on the ACC, I'm trying to add – Really good teams like Utah. Uh, Maybe they look at Oregon as well, even though that's that's crazy road distance. But, I mean, so is Rutgers going all the way to USC and UCLA. So we're learning the distance and the time zones thing doesn't matter. It actually helps these networks because then they can have these later games that really aid in their programming and help them out in terms of having games on all day long, trying to keep people glued to their couches on Saturdays come the fall. So joining up with the ACC Staying in the Pac 10 or 12, and then the Big 12. Those are kind of the options as I see them for Utah right now. And in just a second, I'm going to tell you what I think Utah should do. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, is, Bet Online Net is, is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Guys, the national media is always low on Utah, so I really think there's a great opportunity with some of the odds that you guys can find with Bet Online to take advantage of a Utah team that has a chance to make the college football playoff, has a really good chance to win the Pac-12. Take advantage of the fact that everyone is 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 googly eyes and just in awe and wonder of ooh Lincoln Riley. Ooh, of Caleb Williams, like these programs, these things, they take time to build up. And I think it's something that Utah should be able to still do is win the Pac-12 this year. And I think they got a great chance to go to the college football playoffs. So why not cash in on some of those bets as well as find all of the latest sports development league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and major league baseball, NFL football, just around the corner as well, as well as the rest of the college football slate that you guys can bet on too. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores. And Bet Net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Bet Net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use mobile devices to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So appreciate our friends at Bet Online for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, going into my third and final point of this whole, what Utah should do, barring the news of Utah, of, U- of UCLA and USC moving over to the Big Ten. And the biggest thing is right now, and at least see, I think they should sit tight. See how the media rights deals kind of work out. See what they can get. As I mentioned, that iron really didn't strike for Utah joining the Big 12. So it seems like that's kind of what's going to be the thing right now is the team ends up sitting back and waiting and looking at things, how they turn turn out. And personally, I hope that Utah does stay in the Pac-10 or 12, whatever it does I'm a traditionalist I love five power conferences it's what I grew up on and I hope to see I was bummed out when UCLA and USC left the Pac-12 especially because I'm someone who loves competition so I was excited to see a rebuilding USC play uh, Utah, two absolute polar opposite programs in terms of identity and the flash of USC and the ruggedness and toughness and the fun- more fundamental style that a Utah plays. And we're going to get it for two years, but I wanted to get that for a long time. So I'm a traditionalist. I like when teams stay. And like I said, the best option money-wise is for Utah to go over and join up with the Big 12, the ACC, join one of these super conferences, if that eventually becomes a thing, then I totally understand it. But I'm someone who wants to see Utah remain in the Pac-12 as we know them. And also, I think staying in the Pac-12 allows this Utah team the best chance to win. Talked about it a little bit earlier. I think Utah's set up to dominate this conference even more so now with USC on their way out. So you dominate the conference, you're a Pac-12 champ year in and year out, then you're getting spots in college football playoffs. And that's the only way path to a national championship. I don't think this Utah team, I think their goal is to win a Rose bowl, but I think one of the goals in the back of these, some of these guys' minds as well is, Hey, wouldn't it be awesome to get in the playoff and, try to win a national championship I know in the past whenever I was a competitor I've always wanted to strive for the greatest honors and these guys are the ultimate athletes college athletes it only goes up from there so these guys want to win at the highest level and I think they would love to bring a national championship trophy to Salt Lake and I think their best chance to do that is to remain in the conference they've been in for the past 10 years in the pac-12 so I really hope that they remain here at least until these two super conferences form which is seeming very likely it happens and then of course sure fine go over and join them then there's if that's just the way college football is that's how it's going to be but if all these teams are just going to kind of start making their conferences i think it'd be really fun to get to the pac-12 and i really hope commissioner karlovkas can kind of make a offer or just really appeal to the tv and media rights companies that hey you want pac-12 football and i think a large sticking point is going to be how good Utah is going to be. So personally, I hope they stay there. I do think the Alliance thing would be fun. I talked about them going over and joining the ACC, especially if like a Notre Dame would come along as well. I think that's fun. Um, And obviously the appeal for the Big 12 would be playing BYU year in and year out. And there are really a couple other really good football schools in there as well. So I think there's a lot of fun options for Utah. It'll be interesting to see. Like I mentioned, just a traditionalist here. So I want to see them join or just stay in the Pac-12. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our show today. Want to thank you for tuning in. Remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Locked On Utes at Locked On Utes on Twitter. Follow my own handle at JTWister. So I would love to interact with you guys. Hear from. Hey. Did I? Did you like what I talked about this episode? What would you like to hear me talk about? What could I do better on? Correct me when I made mistakes. That's all I've done my entire life is gotten coaching. I love interacting with you guys on social media, and I can't wait to kind of build and grow a community and a relationship and get to know all of you guys as what's going to be an awesome 2022-2023 school year for the youths. So, want to remind you guys also that the Pac-12, to watch Locked to listen or watch, because you can jump on YouTube as well, to watch Locked On Pac-12. Get more of the Pac-12 by making Locked On Pac-12 your second listen every day. Don't want you guys to leave us. We still want to be your first listen, of course, but second listen, make it Locked On Pac-12. So every day, host Spencer McLaughlin and local experts of Locked On take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen. Locked on Pac-12. Spencer McLaughlin more than likely going to be joining us at some point this week to talk more about this realignment news. And I'm working on a bunch of other guests. Some of them you guys will know. They've appeared on this feed in the past. One of them even hosted them. That's a little bit of a hint for you guys. But really appreciate you guys tuning in to this re-premiere episode of the Locked on Utes. I can't wait to interact with you guys. I'm JT wister That's all for today. But we'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Utes.